tyranny. Welcome to the global tyranny called COVID, folks. But there are cracks in the dike, so to speak, with uh, you know the Canadian convoy and uh, you know people in Canada simply not obeying the mandates. Mandates everywhere. Mandates galore. And then Boris Johnson having to suspend all mandates in Britain, apparently because of lawsuits galore. And uh, yeah, I don't know how Australia is doing. I haven't ha- checked uh, Australia lately. But the uh, we're going to... <laughs> uh, Bavarian man put in uh, the truth about the Holocaust and COVID. <laughs> They're related. <laughs> Maybe we can go there because uh, welcome, Michael. Welcome, everybody. This is Yearfolk Radio. Today is February 6, 2022, and we're going to probably uh, conclude our series on the second book of Adam and Eve because uh, there isn't that much left of it. It's not a very long book to begin with. But, uh, Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing very good. Yeah, Thank good. you. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we were in our uh, pre-show discussion. We had a brief talk about mandates and COVID here in your country and mine. And I have had very uh, hardly ever wore a mask. Just the only time I have had to wear a mask is because I shop at the uh, you know hardware stores and uh, lumberyards and things like that. And at the very beginning in 2020, they were requiring masks or very or you couldn't even get in right. But they have dropped all that in 2021. So, and now in 2022, it's hardly, uh, you know, very, very few places actually will tell you you must put a mask on. So, slowly but surely, the mandates are being dropped. However, the, uh, you know, the plan is to enslave us and get us to take these shots, right? And so, uh, me, I will never take a shot. <laughs> never. You know, and so... Uh, and people uh, in California, uh, they're rebelling against uh, the militia has taken over in North California County. And, you know, the rebellion has started, folks. The uh, American Revolution, uh, Revolution Part 2 uh, is being broadcast right here at Eurofolk Radio. As we, I like to say, we, we broadcast the news before it happens, all right? Okay, so any, any uh, updates from you, Michael? Um, as you said, it's the same here in Sweden. They are dropping the, all those mandates on the 9th of February, so in three days. They will drop it here as well. And um, I'm kind of also, we can have a dis- maybe a more more thorough discussion about this. Why it happens, because you also have some, maybe some information of why Boris Johnson has to drop his mandates. And so maybe we can go into that afterward. We have dwelt in the book of Ad- the second book of Adam and Eve. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's get started. Do you recall exactly uh, where we left off? Uh, I think you said chapter 13? Yes, that's where I left my little marking. Okay, all right, and uh, that has to be correct then, right? (laughs) All right. Oh, okay, so it goes into, maybe we should back up to chapter 12 and uh, get a little refresher here. Yeah, and I think... um, it's, and it's not a very long chapter anyway. It's, uh, what, 16 verses. And uh, I think we had remarked that Cain gave similar names to his offspring uh, as uh, Seth did to his offspring so that there'd be confusion, right? Yeah, and then uh, let me just, uh, let me just uh, quote a couple of passages here in, from verse 12 of uh, passage number verse number six chapter 12 verse six 
and God accepted uh, the offering of Seth and sent his blessing upon him and upon his children. And then God made a promise to Seth saying, quote, at the end of great, the great five days and a half concerning which I have made a promise to thee and to thy father, I will send my word and save thee and thy seed. So five days and a half, uh, we were guessing was five and a half thousand years, <laughs> right? Uh, if the, if we take the Old Testament account, it's about seven thousand years, maybe more, and uh, so that would be a prophecy of Messiah. Okay, so in the terminology of this uh, book, the Forgotten Books of Eden, translated by Rutherford H. Platt Jr. Hard to say, you know, since we don't have a concordance and we don't have much history of these books, that uh, it's hard to say if this is a correct translation or not, right? So, but uh, anyway, that chapter 12 included the prophecy of the coming of the Messiah, very important here. And then Seth dies in verse 4, uh, in this chapter, uh, let's see, oh no, no, which one was it, uh, I think the burial... I'm trying to figure out. Let me just read here along. Verse 12. After having said this, Seth blessed Enos, his firstborn son, and commanded him habitually to minister in purity before the father uh, Adam all the days of his life, then also to go at times to the altar which he, Seth, had built. And he commanded him to feed his people in righteousness and judgment and purity all the days of his life. Then the limbs of Seth were loosened, and his hands and feet lost all power. His mouth became dumb and unable to speak, and he gave up the ghost and died the day after his 912th year, on the 27th day of the month of Abib, Enoch being then 20 years old. Okay, so yeah, so uh, so Seth dies in chapter 12. All right, so let's go to chapter 13 and pick it up from there. Please, Michael. Uh, thank you very much. And okay. also something I think that when during our previous few um, studies into the, the second book of Adam and Eve is that when you have um, consulted the scriptures uh, from the Genesis, they are in line. Those are, uh, they are, they are not contradicting each other. That's correct. That's correct. But we don't have a concordance for the lost books of Adam and Eve to to really dig in, you know, to to see if there's any major contradictions with scripture uh, the, a few dates and, and a few names possibly but not any really serious contradictions between these books and scripture which is a good thing yes i think that is very important to point out that they are they are they are they are in line with each other and that's that's kind of how we check that the the texts we are reading are we can have them for, based on teachings is that they are in line with scripture, so they don't, don't, don't contradict each other, or they have something uh, that is that is not biblical in it. That's right. Yeah, and we also have to be careful because you know we the first of all we have skeptics about the Bible already, and then uh, we have the Judeos who do not want to consider uh, you know apocryphal books at all, and uh, you know but uh, we have found the apocryphal books of all different types to be very very enlightening and uh, giving us details of things that uh, scripture does not contain. So and, and sometimes we have to take it with a grain of salt. So, but nevertheless, it's very interesting history that's uh, really, as you say, Michael, it does correspond with scripture by and large. Okay, very good. 
Okay, thank you. So okay. let's now continue with uh, chapter 13. Um, quote, among the children of Cain, there were much robbery, murder, and sin. <laughs> right, yeah. Still is, right? <laughs> okay. What has changed? Yeah, nothing has changed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, in those days lived Lamech the blind, who was the son sons of Cain. He had a son whose name was Atun, and they too had much cattle. But Lameth was in the habit of sending them to feed with a young shepherd, who tendered them, and who, when coming home in the evening, wept before his grandfather, and before his father Athan, and his mother Hazina, and said to them, quote, As for me, I cannot feed those cattle alone, uh, lest one rob me of some of them, or kill me for the sake of them. End quote. For among the children of Cain there was much robbery, murder, and sin. Just like the Wild West, right? Cattle rustlers. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I guess in the Wild West there weren't so many Edomites among you as was no, uh, yeah, no. our own people. Yeah, but there were enough bad white people, cattle rustlers, horse thieves. Oh man. Oh, Get it, having your horse stolen? Oh, that would make people angry. That would that would start family squabbles, right to the death, right? Uh, uh, tough times, very tough times. We're back in tough times again. Back to you, please. Uh, yes. So then, Lameth uh, uh, pitied him, and he pity. said, uh, quote, uh, the, word, "The word is pity, pity. To have pity on someone, yeah." Actually, Lamech pitied his own son. I, I guess they would have pity for their own offspring. <laughs> um, and he said, quote, Truly, he, when alone, might be overpowered by the men of this place. End quote. So Lamech arose, took a bow he had kept ever since he was a youth. Ere he became blind, and he took large arrows and smooth stones and a sling uh, which he had and went to the field with the young shepherd and placed himself behind the cattle while the young shepherd watched the cattle. Thus did Lameth many days. Oh, so he became a guard. Okay. Okay, ere he became, that's before he became blind. Okay. So yeah, just like the Wild West, you had to have people guarding the cattle, right? And of course the sheep as well. That's why we have shepherds. So, uh, in essence, we're being told that Lamech, who was a, a Kenite, the descendant of Cain, had to protect his cattle from the other Kenites. Yeah, otherwise they would rob him or kill him or whatever. They, right, right. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah, even Kenites can't be trusted by other Kenites, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's robbery and murder, and Cain was the first murderer, so... Amen. Okay, uh, meanwhile, Cain, ever since God had cast him off and had cursed him with trembling and terror, could neither settle nor find rest in any one place, but wandered from place to place. Oh, who does do that? Yeah, yeah, right. 
the wandering Jew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. They are the, be- the wanderers. They have not found any rest to put their, what the Rothschild said, my people cannot find a stone to put their heads against. So what did he say? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they have to move on. And, uh, and, of course, they're parasites. So they have to follow us, where the Sethites, wherever we went. So yeah, that's Genesis 3.15, very clearly. And uh, the vast majority of Judeo-Christian denominations never quote Genesis 3.15. And if they do, they don't realize its implications. But here we are. Uh, th- that whole scenario of the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Edomites following us around forever is going to end very soon. Very soon. Okay. Yeah, and I, I've heard when they have quoted that they try to spiritualize it then. Yes, of course. Yeah, the Bible is a spiritual book. It's not a history book. (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's continue. Uh, Number six. In his wanderings, he came to Lamech's wife and asked them about him. They said to him, quote, He is in the field with the cattle, and quote. Then Cain went to look for him, and as he came into the field... The young shepherd heard the noise he made, and the cattle herding together from before him. Then said he to Lamech, quote, O Lord, is that a wild beast or a robber? End quote. And Lamech said to him, quote, Make me understand which way he looks when he came up. Then Lamech bent his bow placing an arrow on it, and fitted a stone in the sling. And when Cain came out from the open country, the shepherd said to Lamech, quote, Shoot, behold, he is coming, end quote. Then Lamech shot at Cain with his arrow and hit him in his side. And Lamech uh, struck him with a stone from his sling that fell upon his face and knocked out both his eyes. Whoa! Then Cain fell at once and died. That's better than David did to Goliath. <laughs> right? Good shot. Yeah, and isn't it also descriptions about, uh, maybe it comes to that, that Cain looked like a goat or something? He had his... Uh, right. His... Horns growing out of his head, yeah. 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 Or if it was his helmet, something he wore that he made look <laughs> right. like Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a Viking helmet. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Don't take that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no offense intended. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12 then. Then Lamech and the young shepherd came up to him and found him lying on the ground. And the young shepherd said to him, quote, it is Cain, our grandfather, whom thou hast killed, O my lord. End quote. Then Lamech, sorry for it, and from the bitterness of his regret, he clapped his hands together and struck with his flat palm the head of the youth, who fell as if dead. But Lamech thought it was um, faint. So he took up a stone and um, smote him and smashed his head until he died. Uh, right. that's, 
yeah, that's for telling me to shoot shoot Cain. It's all your fault, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So here we have the description of when Cain was killed. He yeah. died. So now, of course, in, yeah, in scripture it says I think uh, uh, Cain uh, would uh, die after uh, the se seven generations. I think it is. Well, let me check Genesis chapter four. And um, where the uh, the that uh, Cain would be protected for seven generations, uh, something like that, and uh, then he would, uh, uh, but no, he would only protect uh, be protected for those seven generations. So uh, apparently, he uh, Cain lived a very long time as well. So if this account in Second Book of Adam and Eve is accurate, then Cain and Seth approximately died around the same time okay or close to one another so i found it here genesis uh 423 uh lamech said unto his wives ada and zillah hear my voice ye wives of lamech hearken unto my speech for i have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt okay now who is that if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold, and Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. Okay, so that's the transition from Lamech. So Cain dies. It's not a. It's not completely apparent here that Cain dies at this point, but uh, it's talking about the that uh, uh, a mark was placed upon Cain so that no one would, would kill him. Uh, and then, but maybe that mark meant that uh, it was a, a mark of notoriety. That uh, you know, maybe uh, my understanding is he had a mark on his forehead, which is similar to the cross of Lorraine, which is a double cross. Right, <laughs> the double cross. It's a vertical line with two horizontal lines. The top horizontal line being shorter than the second one. And uh, so that would have been you know, the sign mark of Cain, and anybody who knew that would not uh, attempt to kill Cain. However, Lamech apparently was either partially blind or totally blind, and his uh, helper here wasn't aware of this stuff, and so uh, Lamech wound up killing Cain. All right, that's the best I can do with uh, interpreting this. <laughs> All right, back to you. Yeah, and matter of fact, there are an account on 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 Cain's death, also in the in the book by uh, Sargon the Magn Magnificent. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's also an account. Good. So I don't know how much time we have. If you want, I can go get the book and we can read that account. Yeah, that that'll be fine. Yeah, I mean we can uh, wait until after this, uh, you know, because we don't have much further to go in the uh, books of uh, Adam and Eve. So. Uh, yeah, let's continue with this, and then uh, if you can run and get the... We'll, we'll finish this first, okay? Okay, I'll finish this first. Yeah. Then I go and get it. Okay. Okay, uh, this is chapter 14, then. Time, like an ever-rolling stream, bears away another generation of men. When Enos went was 900 years old, all the shin of Seth and of Canaan and his firstborn with their wives and children gather around him, asked for a blessing from him. He then prayed over them and blessed them, 
and adjured them by the blood of Abel, the just, saying to them, quote, Let not one of your children go down from this holy mountain, and let them make no fellowship with the children of Cain, the murderer, end quote. All right. Then Enos called his son Can Canaan, and said to him, quote, See, O my son, and set thy heart on thy people, and establish them in righteousness and in innocence, and stand uh, ministering before the body of our father Adam all the day of thy life. End quote. After this, Enos entered into rest, aged 985 years, and Canaan uh, wound him up and led him and laid him in the cave of treasures on the left of his father Adam and made offerings for him after the custom of his fathers. Okay. Now it's interesting, you know, why would uh, uh, a child of Seth be named Canaan very similar to the name of Cain, okay? So, I mean, this, t this type of uh, language is ripe for confusion, right, and misidentification, but that's the way it is. We have to, that's why we have to be conscious of the two seed lines at all times. Okay, yes, chapter am. 15, yeah. Yes, and that is our key to the scriptures. That's right. So, as chapter 15 then. The offsprings of Adam continue to keep the cave of treasures as a family shrine. After the death of Enoch, Canaan stood, stood at the head of his people in righteousness and innocence, as his father had commanded him. He also continued to minister before the body of Adam, inside the cave of treasures. Then, when he, he had lived 910 years, suffering and afflictions came upon, came upon him. And when he was about to enter into rest, all the fathers with their wives and children came to him, and he blessed them and adjured them by the blood of Abel, the just saying to them, quote, Let not one among you go down from this holy mountain and make no fellowship with the children of Cain, the murderer, and quote. Mahaliel, Mahaliel, yeah, there you go. Mahaliel, and his firstborn son received his com uh, commandment from his father, who blessed him and died. Then Mahaliel embalmed him with spe sweet species and led Spice. him in the uh, spices. spices. Yeah, and led him in the cave of treasures with his fathers. And they made offerings for him after the customs of their fathers. Okay, so uh, the I guess this is pretty much true uh, until uh, the until the days of Noah, the children of Seth maintained their residence in the higher the mountainous areas. Okay, the holy mountain, and um, I, I tried to do research on the cave of treasures to find its location but there is very little uh, evidence of the location of the cave of treasures it's not mentioned in the bible right 
So it's very difficult to place this, but it's very important in the in the books of Adam and Eve. And I'll continue to research, see if I can get some uh, inkling as to where this cave of treasures was. My guess is that it's east of Eden, because it tells us very clearly it's east of Eden. But it may not be as far east as India which is uh, you know, where I was trying to look. So, you know, we'll do more research and hopefully we'll be able to locate this cave of treasure. At least find some legend about it where we are told where in, where in effect, you know, there has to be some legend about it somewhere, <laughs> you know, but I haven't been able to find any. All right, back to you. Okay, thank you. Okay, yeah. Okay, um, chapter 16 then. The good branch of the family is still afraid of the children of Cain. Then... Mahalalel stood over his people and fed them in righteousness and innocence and watched them to see they held no intercourses with the children of Cain. He also continued in the cave of treasures, praying and ministering before the body of our father Adam, asking God for mercy on himself and on his people until he was 870 years old. When he fell sick. Now it's very interesting that the English word intercourse has this dual meaning, namely speech, speaking with one another, and also sexual intercourse. So, and in this case, they had neither, right, with the children of Cain. Up to this point in time, we'll see where they start to go wrong. Back to you. Yeah, and think if our people would do like that, the fathers and mothers toward their daughters and sons. But we forgot that law. That's right. Then all his children gather unto him to see him and to ask for his blessings on them all. Ere he left his world, he left this world. Yes. Then Mahalal arose and sat on his bed, his tears streaming down his face, and he called his eldest son Jared, who came to him. He then kissed his face and said to him, O Jared, my son, I adjure thee by him who made heaven and earth to watch over thy people and to feed them in righteousness and in innocence and not to let one of them go down from this holy mountain to the children of Cain, lest he perish with them. Um, quote, Hear, O my son, here, hereafter there shall come a great destruction upon this earth on account of them. God will be angry with the world and will destroy them with uh, waters. Oh, okay. There is a right. Flood being uh, predicted. Yeah. So when he says them, does he mean the children of Cain or the children of Seth? who mixed with the children of Cain, right? Not clear exactly what he means here, but certainly the children of Cain, okay? That uh, on account of them, he says here. But because uh, we know, you know, what occurred before Noah's flood, and we can anticipate what's going to happen, the children of Seth will come down from the mountain and mix with the children of Cain. No doubt about it. Back to you. Yeah, and then this also applies to those people because I guess also that uh, Yahweh was almost repenting of to make it to creating us also. Right. When he did. Right. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but but here we are. 
<laughs> yeah, we're still here. Yep. Um, but was it Noah that spoke to him? No, please don't destroy them. Who was it now that spoke with Yahweh and, and, oh, that and was tried the, to make him? No, no. Yeah, you're thinking of Moses. Moses intervened. No, no, uh, no. Yeah, and, and Yahweh relented. He was going to destroy us, our ancestors. And uh, uh, I'm not sure whether that was a good thing or not. <laughs> but he would, Yahweh would have to start all over again, right? And probably the whole Garden of Eden would have repeated itself, you know, with two different Adam and Eves, right? And you know, because he wants us to be his children, uh, as I interpret it, semi-divine beings who have a physical body, but not as, how should I put this, uh, not as dense, let's say, as the bodies we have right now. And then we can uh, walk through walls, walk on water, etc. all the things that Yahshua did in his lifetime. We will be able to do once the kingdom arrives, and and we won't have any aches and pains <laughs> as, as I wake up with every morning, but they go away pretty fast. Anyway, uh, I'm tired of these aches and pains, Yahweh. Get this over with. Thank you. Back to you. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Um, quote, But I also know that thy children will not hearken to thee, and that they will go down from this mountain and hold intercourse with the children of Cain, and that they shall perish with them. O my son, teach them and watch over them, that no guilt attached to thee on their account. End quote. Mahalalel said, moreover, to his son Jared, quote, When I die, embalm my body and lay it in the cave of treasures by the bodies of my fathers. Then stand though by my body and pray to God and take care of them. And fulfill thy ministry before them until thou earnest into rest thyself. Mahalalel then blessed all his children and then lay down on his bed and entered into rest like his fathers. But when Jareb saw that his father Mahalalel was dead, he wept and sorrowed and embraced and kissed his hands and his feet and so did all his children and his children embalmed him carefully and led him by the bodies of his fathers then they arose and mourned for him forty days that's very interesting that so that this process of embalming was practiced by the Adamites and uh, it's very interesting that we have in uh, the area of Mongolia, southwest Mongolia, the embalmed remains of many white people, <laughs> right? So uh, that's an indication that that actually was a process that was practiced commonly in those days, okay? And we have the physical evidence of uh, white children. You know, some of these uh, children and others are so well preserved the, the pure white skin and even the blue eyes are still and the, the red and blonde hair are still visible in these mummies where you would least expect to find them back to you 
Yes, and was it Tutankhamun that was, who was the, that, not Tutankhamun, what was the name on the pharaoh that also wore blue, that were um, red, red-haired? Oh yeah, you know, King Tut, yeah, that was King, King, uh, King Tut. Tut. Yeah, so yeah. our people, you know, were found, you know, to the river of Egypt and all the way in uh, southwest Mongolia. The, the Uyghurs are the, the you know, they're, they're white people living in southwest Mongolia. All right, back to you. Yes, we have been spread like the sound of the sea. Across <laughs> yeah, there you world. go. Yeah. Okay. And so have okay. they, because <laughs> they follow us around wherever we go. Yeah, they, uh-huh. they try to impersonate us by also spreading all, all over the world. Yeah, and lending us yeah. money. That's our weak spot. <laughs> yeah, money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this will then be chapter 17. Um, Jared turns uh, Martineth. He is lured away to the land of Cain, where he sees many uh, voluptuous sights. Voluptuous sights, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Jared barely escapes with a clean heart. Oh, oh. that must have been. Oh, yeah. what could it have been? So, <laughs> Martineth, it's been years since I've seen that word in print, and it must mean a rebel. Or, uh, you know, maybe it's, <laughs> it's it's funny because here in America, the Amish, they have a, uh, well, uh, a practice that when the Amish children reach a certain age, then they're allowed to go out into the world for a year and they decide whether they want to, after that year is over, they, they experience the world. They, they go to, to the big city and... Uh, uh, see what what's going on there, right? And then whether they like it or not, you know, they have to decide whether they like the big city or the outside world, and then to stay there or come back and live with the Amish. So maybe that's kind of what Martinet means here. He actually uh, w- ventured down and to see what's going on down there because why? Man, there's singing and dancing and partying and. Uh, smoke, uh, incense, uh, just lured him down. So Jared was the one who was lured down into the camp of the Kenites. Back to you. Yeah, so you mean that the Amish go to Oy Vegas? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and some of them never come back. Some of them die there before the year is yeah, over. Yeah, I think that we... I think we looked into this when we discussed this was a couple of shows again, and I think someone in the audience found out nine percent of the Amish they come back. Mm-hmm. The most yeah. of them come back and say, "Oh, this world is I cannot I cannot be with those in this uh, yeah the world we live in." They, so I can understand them. They seem to be having a very good life, and they have they and uh, live like farmers. They just as Yahweh has commanded us to do. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, then Jared uh, kept his father's command, commandment and arose like a lion over his people. He fed them in righteousness and, and innocence and commanded them to do nothing without his counsel. For he was afraid concerning them, lest they should go to the children of Cain. Wherefore did he give them orders repeatedly? And continue to do so until the end of the 485th year of his life. At the end of 
um, these said uh, these said years. They came unto him this sign, as Jared was standing like a lion before the bodies of his fathers, praying and warning his people. Satan envied him. Envied. Envied him. Envied him. Yeah. And, and wrought a beautiful uh, operation because Jared would not let his children do aught without his counsel. Satan then appeared to him with uh, um, 30 men of his host and uh, in the form of handsome men. Satan himself being the elder and tallest among them with a fine beard. They stood at the mouth of the cave and called out Jared from within it. He came out to them and found them looking like fine men, full of light and of great beauty. He wondered at their beauty and at their looks and thought within himself whether they might not be of the killed children of Cain. He said also in his heart, quote, As the children of Cain cannot uh, come up to the height of this mountain, and none of them is so handsome as these appear to be. Oh, yeah. And among these men there is not one of my kindred. They must be strangers. End yeah, quote. they all had nose jobs. Yeah. To disguise themselves, right? <laughs> All right, and probably wore makeup, right? Because it, it tells us that uh, the children of Cain had developed all of these, you know, they, they actually had developed a traveling circus, okay, where they would perform. So it, all of this suggests that there were other people on the planet in, in addition to the Kenites and the Adamites, right, which uh, we have uh, argued in the past anyway, okay? So, uh, so the, the, why would they have a traveling circus, circus if there weren't a whole lot of people to, to gather in the town and have, you know, like the traveling, like the gypsies, right? <laughs> like the gypsies. All right, back to you. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Egyptians are Jewish, Jewish oh, also. Oh, right, right, yeah. Okay. But they are the lower et- et- echelons of Jewish, and then they have the higher one, the Rothschild. They sit at the top, and the lower one, so they, yeah, they burn both ends of the, of the, of the what do you say, cable, candle, like, yeah. candle, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think the, the Hyksos, the gypsies may have uh, emerged, because gypsy... Is related to the word Egypt, okay? You just drop the e, and, and then you have jip, and jip means cheat, right? In English, to jip me is to cheat me, and it may be the Hyksos who were kicked out of Egypt by the the true Egyptians, by the true sons of Ham, and they wandered east and west and north and became wandering tribes of gypsies. That that might be the origin of the gypsies. Back to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you put in an E, you have Egypt. Right. Um, Interesting. So, eight. Then Jared and they exchanged a a greeting, and he said to the elder among them, 
Quote, o my father, explain to me the wonder that is in thee, and tell me who these are with thee, for they look to me like strange men. End quote. Then the elder began to weep, and the rest wept with him. And he said to um, Jared, quote, I am Adam, whom God made first, and this is Abel, my son, who was killed by his brother Cain, in whose heart Satan put to murder him. Then, this is my son Seth, whom I asked of the Lord, who gave him uh, to me, to comfort me instead of Abel. Then, this one is my son Enoch, son of Seth, and the other one is Canaan, son of Enoch, and that other is Mahalalev, son of Canaan, thy father, end quote. But Jared remained wandering at their appearance and at the speech of the elder of them. Okay, so here is the first time where the sons of Cain impersonate the Adamites, right? And don't you know, they cried crocodile tears. Very yeah, interesting. Yeah, and they always do that. Mm-hmm. The politicians. Amen. Crocodile tears. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, say they didn't try to bribe him with gold because at this point in time, apparently gold was not considered to be money if uh, if there was any being mined at all. But certainly, the sons of Cain, because they're metalsmiths, and uh, the word Kenite in the Hebrew means both a descendant of Cain and metalsmith. Okay, so that uh, this. Uh, and it, we're told in Genesis chapter 4 that they were metalsmiths. So they would have offered Seth, or in this case Jared, gold, but he had no need of it. So they didn't attempt to do that. Back to you. Yeah, thank you. Then the elder said to him, quote, Marvel not, O my son, who live in the land north of the garden, which God created before the world. He will not let us live there, hmm. but placed us inside the garden, below which ye are now dwelling. But after that I transgressed, he made me come out of it, hmm. and I was left to dwell in this cave. Um, great and sore troubles came upon me, and when my death drew near, I commanded my son Seth, to tend his people well, and this uh, my commandment is to be handed from one to another unto the end of the generations to come. Quote, but, O Jared, my son, we live in beautiful regions, while we live here in misery, <laughs> as this thy father Mahalalel informed me, telling me that a great flood will come and overwhelm the whole earth. Therefore, O my son, fearing for your sake, I rose and took my children with me and came hither uh, for us to visit thee and thy children. But I found thee standing in this cave, weeping, and thy children scattered about 
this mountain in the heat and in misery. But, O my son, as we missed our ways and came as far as this, we found other men below this mountain who inhabited a beautiful country full of trees and of fruits and all and of all manner of uh, verdure it is like a garden so that when we found them we thought they were you until thy father Mahalalal told me they were no such thing aha uh -huh. okay they may look like us but they are not us yes yeah and now therefore O my son hearken to my counsel and go down to them thou and thy children ye will rest from all this suffering in which ye are but if thou will not go down to them then arise take thy children and come with us to our garden ye shall live in our beautiful land and ye shall rest from all this trouble with do and thy children are now bearing end quote but Jared, when he heard this discourse from the elder wandered and went hither and thither but at the moment he found not one of his children then he answered and said to the elder quote why have you hidden yourself until this day and the elder replied quote, if thy father had not told us we should not have known it okay then, what the, wait a minute what does that mean the elder if thy father had not told us we should not have known it oh okay i think what he's saying that uh, your father uh, <coughs> told us how to find you i guess is what he means okay back to you Okay, uh, thank you. Then, Jared believed his words were true. Ah, ah, okay. A lie. He believed the lie, just like Eve. Yeah, and now mm -hmm. we'll see the, the, what happens if you believe in a lie. That's right. Oh, trouble. <laughs> Great trouble follows. Yep. So that elder said to Jared, quote, Wherefore this do turn about? so and so end quote and he said quote i was seeking one of my children to tell him about my going with you and about their coming down to those about whom thou hast spoken to me end quote when the elder heard jared's intention he said to him let alone that purpose at uh, present and come with us Thou shalt see our country, if the land in which we dwell please thee. We and thou shall return hither and take thy family with us. But if our country does not please thee, thou shalt come back to thine own place. End quote. Mm. And as the elder urged Jared to go before, one of his children came to counsel him otherwise. Jared then came out of the cave and went with them and among them and they comforted him until they came to the top of the mountain 
of the sons of Cain. Then said the elder um, to one of his companions, quote, We have forgotten something by the mouth of the Cain, and that is the chosen garment we had uh, brought um, to cloth Jared withal. End quote. He then said uh, to one of them, quote, Go back, thou, someone, and we will wait for thee here until thou came back. Then will we cloth Jared, and he shall be like us good, handsome, and fit to come with us into our country. End quote. Then that one went back. But when he was a short distance off, the elder called to him and said to him, quote, Tarry thou until I come up and speak to thee. End quote. Then he stood still, and the elder went up to him and said to him, quote, One thing we have forgotten at the cave, it is this, to put out the lamp that burns inside it, about the bodies that are therein. Then um, come back to us quick. End quote. That one went, and the elder came back to his fellows and to Jared, and they came down from the mountain, and Jared with them, and they stayed by a fountain of water near the houses of the children of Cain, and waited for their companion until he brought the garment of Jared. He then, who went back to the cave, put out the lamp, and came to them, and brought a phantom with him, and showed it them. And when Jared saw it, he wondered at the beauty and grace thereof, <laughs> and rejoiced in his heart, uh, believing it was all true. Mm-hmm. So apparently, uh, Jared was uh, overwhelmed by a vision, or, or as it says here, a phantom, and he could not distinguish between the phantom and a real person. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue. But while they were staying there, uh, three of them went into houses of the sons of Cain and said to them, quote, Bring us to day some food by the fountain of waters for us and our companions to eat, end quote. But when the sons of Cain saw them, they wondered at them and thought, quote, These are beautiful to look at, and such as we never saw before, end quote. So they arose and came with them to the fountain of water to see their companions. They found them so very handsome that they cried aloud about their places for others to gather together and come to look at these beautiful beings. Then they gathered around them, both men and women. Then the elder said to them, quote, We are strangers in your land. Bring us some good food and drink. You and your women to refresh ourselves with you. End quote. Okay, well, apparently the reason why the Kenites thought that the Jaredites were beautiful is because they had white skin. Right? Yes. Reflecting. And probably the Canaanites wore brown or... Uh, yeah, yeah something. Yeah, gray. 
<laughs> yeah, off white, <laughs> all kinds of shades of non-white. There you go. Yeah, pale yeah. also maybe. Yeah, mauve. <laughs> right. You name the color. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but it's not white anyway. No. When those men heard these words of the elder, every one of Cain's son brought his wife, and another brought his daughter. And so many women came to them, everyone addressing um, Jareb, either for himself or for his wife, all alike. But when Jareb saw uh, what they did, his very soul wretched its, itself from them, neither would he taste of their food or of their drink. Oh, his soul wretched. Right, yeah. Wrenched, wrenched itself away from them, and but that uh, barbecued pork smells really good, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. The elder saw him as he wrenched himself from them and said to him, quote, Be not sad, I am the great elder, and thou shalt uh, see me do. Do thyself in like manner, end quote. Then he spared his hands and took one of the women, and five of his companions did the same before Jared. Then he should do as they did. But when Jared saw them working in in famine, he wept. infamy, 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 evil, yeah. yeah, working in infamy, he wept and said in his mind, "My fathers never did did the like." He then um, spread his hands and prayed with a, a fervent heart and with much weeping and entreated and, and God to deliver him from their hands. No sooner did Jared begin to pray than the elder fled with his companions, for they could not abide in the place of prayer. Then Jared turned around but could not see them but found himself standing in the midst of the children of Cain. He then wept and said, quote, O God, destroy me not with this race concerning which my father have warned me. For now, O my Lord God, I was thinking that those who appeared unto me were my fathers, but I have found them out to be devils who allured me by this beautiful apparition until I believed them. Okay, just, now, just as today the Judeo-Christians actually believe that the Jews are Israel and that stinking rat hole in the Middle East is a holy land, <laughs> right? Oh my God, it's history repeating itself again and again and again. Yeah, it's a lie. So. It's a lie, right. But now I ask thee, O God, to deliver me from this race among whom I am now uh, staying. Amen. Uh, we need to pray that every day. Yeah. Uh, thou didst deliver me from those devils. Th send thy angel uh, to draw me out of the midst of them. For I have not myself power to escape from among them. When Jared had ended his prayer, 
God sent his angel in the midst of them, who took Jared and set him upon the mountain, and showed him the way, gave him counsel, and then departed from him. Okay, so he was hypnotized by the dancing and singing of the Kenites, and almost, almost indulged. Not quite, not yet, anyway. Okay, chapter 18. Very interesting yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Let's continue. Confusion in the Cave of Treasures. Miraculous speech of the dead Adam. The children of Jared were in the habit of visiting him hour after hour to receive his blessings and to ask his advice for everything they did. And when he had a work to do, they did it for him. But this time when they went into the cave, they found not Jared, but they found the lamp put out. Mm. And, yeah, and I guess that was the dawn of the, of the devils to, yeah. to put the lamp out. Maybe that lamp symbolized the light of Yahweh, and it should never have been put out. Okay. Yeah, because they, they did it, so they, it must be wrong mm-hmm. to, to put it out. And the bodies of the fathers thrown about, and voices came from them by the power of God that said, quote, Satan in an apparition has deceived our son, wishing to destroy him as he destroyed our son Cain. End quote. Mm. They said also, quote, Lord God of heaven, and earth deliver our son from the hand of Satan who wrought a great and false apparition before him end quote they also spake of other matters by the power of God but when the children of Jared heard these voices they feared and stood weeping, weeping for their fathers for they knew not what had befallen him and they wept for him that day until the setting of the sun then came Jared with a woeful countenance wretched in mind and body and sorrowful at having been separated from the bodies of his, of his fathers yeah he went to Las Vegas <laughs> and he was he began to uh, be tempted, put it that way. Right? Yeah, Oy Vegas, yeah. Yeah. But as he was drawing near to the cave, his children uh, saw him and hastened uh, to the cave and hung upon his neck, crying and saying to him, quote, O Father, where has thou been? And why has thou left us? As thou was not wont to do end quote and again uh, oh, uh, quote O father when thou didst disappear the lamp over the bodies of our fathers went out the bodies were thrown about and voices came from them okay end so I, I, I'm trying to picture this cave it could have possibly two openings you know one for from which the Sethites to enter in and maybe at the other end from which the Kenites could enter in. Because uh, 
it could not have been on top of the mountain because the Kenites would not be allowed in, you know, because the uh, uh, the cherubim were set in place to prevent uh, anybody from going back in there. So uh, I'm not sure if that's the case, but uh, maybe it has a, a dual opening cave, you know, one one maybe at the bottom of the mountain and one toward the top. Not sure, but yeah, uh, but the lamp had to light up the inside of the cave one way or another. Okay, back to you. Yes, thank you. Uh, number eight. When Jared heard his this, he was sorry, and went into the cave, and there found the bodies thrown about, mm. the lamp put out, and the fathers themselves praying for his deliverance from the hand of Satan. Then Jared fell upon the bodies and embraced them and said, oh, quote, O oh my fathers, uh, through your intercession, let God deliver me from the hand of Satan, and I beg you will ask God to keep me and to hide me from him unto the day of my death, end quote. Then all the voices ceased save the voice of our father Adam, who spake to Jared by the power of God, just as one would speak to his fellow, saying, quote, O Jared, my son, offer gifts, to good, offer gifts to God for having delivered thee from the hand of Satan. And when thou bringest those offerings, so be it that thou offerest them on the altar on which I did offer. Then also beware of Satan, for he deluded me many times with his apparitions, wishing to destroy me, but God delivered me out of his hand. Command thy people that they be on their guard against him, and never cease to offer up gifts, end quote. Then the voice of Adam also became silent, and Jared and his children wondered at this. Then they laid, laid the bodies as they were at first, and Jared and his children stood praying the whole of that night until break of day. So, can it be that, that also this uh, Canaanite would, did also do something with the bodies? Because they were they had to fix the body, I understand. Right, yeah, it apparently did something. Well, uh, um, with the bodies strewn about, they may have started to decompose, hard to say. Or, But uh, maybe maybe they were uh, embalmed, maybe all of them were embalmed, and uh, you know, would have li you know, their bodies would have survived much longer. But maybe they uh, they were chopped to pieces. Who knows, right? What actually happened to these bodies? Yeah. Okay. Um, number thirteen. Then Jared made an offering and offered it up on the altar, as Adam had commanded him. And as he went up to the altar, he prayed to God for mercy and for forgiveness of his sin. Concerning the lamp going out. 14. Then God appeared unto Jared 
on the altar and blessed him and his children and accepted their offerings and commanded Jared to take off the um, sacred fire from the altar and with it uh, to light the lamp that shed light on the body of Adam. Okay, all right, very good. So the lamp was relit. Yes. So now then, chapter 19. The children of Jared are led astray. Then God revealed to him again the promise he had made to Adam. He explained it to him the 5,500 years and revealed unto him the mystery of his coming upon the earth. Could that be those five and a half days that he spoke about before? Yeah, probably, yeah. And God said to Jared, quote, As to that fire which thou hast taken from the altar to light the lamp, withal, let it abide with you to give light to the bodies, and let it not come out of the cave until the body of Adam comes out of it. But, O Jared, Take care of the fire, that it burn bright in the lamp. Neither go thou again out of the cave, until thou receivest an order through a vision, and not in an apparition, when see by thee. Then command again thy people not to hold intercourse with the children of Cain, and not to learn their ways, for I am God, for I am God who loves not hatred and works of iniquity. End quote. God gave also many other commandments to Jared and blessed him, and then withdrew his word from him. Then Jared drew near with his children, took some fire, and came uh, down to the cave, and lightened the lamp before the body of Adam. And he gave his people commandments as God had told him to do. This sign happened to Jared at the end of his 450 year, as did also many other wonders. We do not record, but we record only this, one of shortness sake, and in order not to lengthen our narrative. And Jared continued to teach his children 80, 80 years, but after that they began to transgress the commandments he had given them mm-hmm. and uh, to do many things without his counsel. They began to go down from the holy mountain one after another and to mix with the children of Cain in foul fellowship. And now, the reason for which the children of Jared went down the holy mountains is this that we will now reveal unto you. Oh, now comes uh, the description of the modern day. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there we go. Chapter 20. Yeah, the Ravishing circus the, the circus in the valley. <laughs> yeah, so it is ravishing music, strong drink, Lose it among the sons of Cain. They done colorful clothing. The children of Seth, Seth look on with longing eyes. They revolt from wise counsel. They descend the mountain into the valley of iniquity. 
They cannot ascend the mountain again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm. Bad news. Yes, after Cain had gone down to the land of dark soil, and his children had multiplied therein, there was one of them whose name was Janun, uh, son of Lamech, the blind who slew Cain. But as uh, to this Ganon, Satan came, came into him in his childhood, and he made um, sundry uh, trumpets and horns and uh, string instruments, cymbals and uh, psalteries, and lyres and harps, and flutes, and he played on them at all times, and at every hour. Okay, well who was that, uh, that black uh, guitarist who uh, made a pact with the devil? <laughs> can't remember his name but uh the the legend is uh, that this uh, black man uh got was a bit able to uh play like crazy after he made this pact with the devil and uh he was instrumental in creating rock and roll folks back to you uh-huh mm -hmm. yeah and when he played on them satan came into them so that from among them were heard beautiful and sweet sounds that ravished the heart. Then he gathered companions upon companions to play on them, and when they played, it pleased well the children of Cain, who inflamed themselves with sin among themselves, and burned as with fire, while Satan inflamed their hearts, one with another, and increased lust among them. Oh, isn't this the modern day, uh, uh, what do you say, um, uh, discos? Right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> With drugs and booze and who knows what. Yeah. Right? Satan also uh, thought Genon um, to bring strong drinks out of corn. And this uh, Genon used it to bring together companions upon companions in drink houses and brought into their hands all manner of fruits and flowers and they drank together mm, more well descriptions right thus did this uh, Genon multiply sin exceedingly he also acted with pride yeah, and th taught the children of Cain to commit all manner of the grossest uh, wickedness which they knew not, and put them up to manifold doings, which they knew not before. Then Satan, when he saw that they yielded to Genon and hearkened to him in everything he told them, rejoiced greatly, increased Genon's understanding until he took iron and with it made weapons of war. Aha, there we go. Then, when they were drunk, hatred <laughs> and murder increased. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. And hatred and murder increased among them. One man used violence against another to teach him evil, talking, talking his children and defiling them before him. And when men saw they were overcome, and saw other 
that were not overpowered. Those who were beaten came to Genun, took refuge with him, and he made them his um, confederates. Then sin increased among them greatly, until a man married his own sister, Ooh. or daughter, or mother, and others, uh, or the daughters of his father's sister, so that there was no more disti uh, distinction of relationship, and they no longer knew what is iniquity. Just like the Muslims. <laughs> Just like the Muslims, right? Okay. Incest among Muslims is very common. Yeah. But did wickedly, and the earth was defiled with sin, and they um, angered God to judge who had created them. But Genon gathered together companions upon companions that played on horns and on all the other instruments we have already mentioned at the foot of the holy mountain. And they did so in order that the children of Seth, who were on the holy mountain, uh, should hear it. But when the children of Seth heard the noise, they wandered and came by companions and stood on the top of the mountain to look at those below. And they did thus a whole year. When at the end of that year, uh, Genon saw that they were being won over to him little by little, Satan entered into him and taught him to make uh, dying stuffs of garments of diverse part patterns and made him understand how to uh, dye crimson and purple and what not. And the sons of Cain who wrought all this and shown in beauty and gorgeous appeal, apparel, apparel, yeah, mm -hmm. apparel, gathered together at the foot of the mountain in splendor with horns and gorgeous dresses and horse races, committing all manner of abominations. Okay, probably cockfights too. <laughs> Meanwhile, the children of Seth, who were on the holy mountain, prayed and praised God in the place of the host of angels who had fallen, wherefore God had called them angels, uh, quote, because he rejoiced over them greatly. I mean, the angels was the quote, sorry. Yes, right. Uh, but after this, they no longer kept his commandment, nor held by the uh, promise he had made to their fathers, but they relaxed from their fastings, and praying, and from the counsel of Jared, their father, and they kept on gathering together on the top of the mountain to look upon the children of Cain from morning until evening, and upon what they did, upon their beautiful dresses and ornaments. Okay, so the modern parallel is that the Christians, the white Christians of America and Europe, began watching television. Oh, yeah. Which is a Jewish construct. They, the Jews took over television in the 1950s and, and, and even worse in the 1960s, right? So it actually began with the movies because the movies uh, were stolen 
from uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the inventor who invented uh, motion pictures? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the great inventor in America. Anyway, the, the Jews stole that invention, moved it to Hollywood, where he could not uh, chase them, and uh, they began the movie industry. Right, so a very strong parallel uh, to the story of Jared here. Okay. Very good. Okay. Should we continue? Yes. Um, then the children of Cain looked up from uh, below and saw the children. Edison, thank you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, Thomas Edison. Ed- yeah. Thomas Edison, yeah. yeah. And saw the children of Seth standing in troops on the top of the mountain. And they called to them to come down to them. But Shiloseth uh, said to them from above, We don't know the way. Then uh, Ganon, the son of Lameth, heard them say they did not know the way. And he uh, bethought himself how he might bring them down. Then Satan appeared to him by night, saying, quote, There is no way for them to come down from the mountain on which they dwell. But when they um, come tomorrow, uh, say to them, quote, Come ye to the western side of the mountains. Uh, there you will find the way uh, of a stream of water that comes down to the foot of the mountain between two hills. Come down that way to us, end quote. Then, when it, it was day, Ganon be- blew the horns and beat the drums below the mountain as he was wont. The children of Seth heard it and came as they used to do. The circus then, is coming Ganon- to town! <laughs> right? Very good. Then Ganon said to them from uh, down below, Go! To the uh, quote, go to the western side of the mountain. There you find the way to come down. But when the children of Seth heard these words uh, from him, they went back into the cave of Jared uh, to tell him all they had heard. Then, when Jared heard it, he was uh, grieved, for he knew that they would uh, transgress his counsel. After this, a hundred men of the children of Seth gathered together and said among themselves, quote, Come, let us go down to the children of Cain and see what they do, and enjoy ourselves with them. End quote. But when um, Jared heard this of the hundred men, his very soul was moved, and his heart was grieved. He then arose with uh, great fever and stood in the midst of them and adjured them by the body, by the blood of Abel, the just. Quote, Let not one of you go down from this holy and pure mountain in which our fathers have ordered us to dwell. End quote. But when Jared saw that they did not receive his words, he said unto them, Quote, o my God, O my God, O my good and innocent and holy children, know that when once you go down from this holy mountain, 
God will not allow you to return again to it. End quote. He again adjured them, saying, quote, I adjure by the death of our father Adam, and by the blood of Abel, of Seth, of Enoch, of Canaan, and of Mahalalam, uh, to hearken to me, and not to go down from this holy mountain. For the moment you leave it, you will be reft of life and of mercy, and you shall no longer be called children of God, Amen. but children of the devil. But they will not hearken to his words. Um, Enoch at that time was already grown up, and in his seal for God, he arose and said, quote, Hear me, O ye sons of Seth, small and great, when ye transgress the commandments of our fathers and go down from this holy mountain, ye shall not come up hither again forever. End quote. But they rose up against Enoch and will not hearken uh, to his words, words, but went down from the holy mountain. And when they looked at the daughter of Cain, at their beautiful figures, and at their hands, and uh, feet dyed with color, and tattooed in ornaments on their faces, the fire of sin was kindled in them. Hmm. Okay. Did it uh, say they dyed their skin? I guess tattooing. Uh, did I hear correctly? Um, tattooed, tattooed on in ornament. Ah, okay. So tattooing began <laughs> way back then. Okay, very interesting. Yeah. Um, so number thirty-two. Then Satan made them look most beautiful before the sons of Seth, as he also made the sons of Seth appear. Of the fairest in the eyes of the daughters of Cain. Oh man, makeup! Right? Yeah. They wore white face! They had to put on white face to appear beautiful to the sons and daughters of Seth. Yeah, but it's still a pig. Even if you put, put the mascara <laughs> right? on a pig, it's still right. a pig. Yeah. Miss Piggy with makeup. Yep, lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Um, so that the daughter of Cain lusted after the sons of Seth like re ravenous uh, beasts and the sons of Seth after the daughter of Cain until they committed abominations with them. But after they had thus fallen into this defilement, they returned by the way they had come and tried to ascend the holy mountain. But they could not, because the stones of the holy mountain were of fire flashing before them, by reason of which they could not go up uh -huh. again. And an avalanche destroyed the way back. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, and God was angry with them and repented uh, of them because they had come down from glory and had thereby lost or forsaken their own purity or innocence and were fallen into defilement of sin 
Then God sent uh, his word to Jared, saying, quote, These thy children, whom thou uh, didst call my children, behold, they have transgressed my commandment, and have gone down to the, uh, to the abode of perdition and of sin. Send a messenger to those that are left, that they may not go down and be lost." End quote. Then Jared wept before the Lord and asked of him mercy and forgiveness, but he wished that his soul might depart from his body, rather than, than hear these words from God about the going down uh, of his children. No, I, from can't, the I can't stand it. I don't want to hear about it. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but they followed God's order and preached unto them not to go down from the holy mountain and not to hold intercourse with children of Cain. But they heeded not his message and would not obey his counsel. Okay, well, uh, next chapter 21 uh, is fairly short. Maybe we can squeeze this in, Michael. And we'll pick up, uh, you know, we'll continue with the Sargon, the Magnificent, next week. Okay, but uh, I, I don't think there's really time because we don't have a, less than four minutes left. But here we here we see this is the tragedy of the Sethites having intercourse with the children of Cain and mixing of the blood, mixing of the DNA between the children of Seth and the, the children of Cain, and which we are precisely forbidden to do throughout Scripture. Okay. So this aspect of the story of Adam and Eve and their descendants, as contained in the lost books, is totally concordant with Scripture. That the, the real downfall of our race is when we start mixing our seed with the non-Adamic seed. Okay, very obvious and true to form. Okay, so I would say even though there are some aspects of the lost books of Adam and Eve that raise question marks, the story of our fall is really, you know, rings true, and I would not reject the lost books of Adam and Eve under any circumstances because the story that it tells is just really uh, true to the story of our fall. Okay, it uh, jives with that perfectly. Your comment here. Yeah, but it gives us a more, what do you say, more meat to the Bible. Also, what happens after the Book of Genesis? It's connecting the books together. That's right. That's right. Because the account in Genesis is very scant. It's very scant, and there's not much meat to hold on to. So this tells the story of how the Sethites became tempted by the children of Cain and lost their way. Yes. Setting up, of course, the flood. (laughs) Setting up the flood, right? So it tells us way more than the the book of Genesis does. We're only talking about the first five books of Genesis, Right, so this is a, a wonderful elaboration on the patriarchs before the flood, which we don't get any of this kind of information from the Bible. Okay, so for the, for this alone, the lost books of Adam and Eve are valuable. Okay, all right. So then next week, let's pick up. You said you have a um, a commentary from Sidney Bristow's um, uh, what do you call it the uh, description of the sons of Cain etc 
and and uh, Cain uh, beginning uh, a, a, what do you call it? a kingdom in Sumeria. So let's pick that up next week. I'll try to find my print copy. In the meantime, I'll see if I can find a online copy of the uh, the Mrs. Sidney Bristow's book, Cain Sargon the Magnificent. All right, so we can finish uh, this story of the sacred texts and then pick up with Sargon the Magnificent next week. Okay, Michael? Sounds very good. Yeah, sounds good to me too. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. Praise the Yahweh, pass the ammunition. And we will be back next week with the completion of this book and the beginning of Sargon the Magnificent. Looking forward to it, Michael. Take care. Take care. Yahweh bless you all. Yahweh bless. Okay. Bye-bye, folks. See you next week. Bye-bye.